Patrick. Sarah. We are back, finally. It's been a few weeks. It's How many weeks? Did we do one podcast together when we came back from the new year, maybe? Yes. We did okay, one. we did one. Then I was traveling... Oh, then I had like a hemorrhage. I was in the hospital. Oh no, yeah. you were you were dying or yeah, something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was getting a blood transfusion. Yeah, minor minor thing. And um, and then Tom Fitzgerald. Then, then you were in Miami. Then I was in Miami. Fitz uh, filled in. Fitz filled in, and then you, then we're finally back. We're back. It's been a whirlwind, a whirlwind, and now we have a ton to get to on this podcast. We do. Obviously, we'll talk Kobe's passing. I mean, you know, the trial has started for President Trump for the impeachment, although completely this week been overshadowed, I feel like, by yeah. Trump. I feel like no one's talking about that. You mean by that. Kobe? By Kobe, yeah. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll get to all those stories, but you were in Miami for work, right? <laughs> yeah, for work. <laughs> you want to call it that. No, really? it was for work. Okay. We had some corporate meetings, and then we had uh, the the programming convention it's called nat b yeah um yeah i went last year look at some new programming and got to have, got to have dinner with uh nick cannon which was super exciting great yeah, I guy i mean really a great guy like super nice did you know he flies in to dc every week to finish up his degree uh combination of undergrad and masters at howard you know what i do believe like a year or so ago i had read that oh no, yeah i didn't know that which is, I mean, just terrific. You yeah. know, sometimes you don't know, like you know, you know, do they have this entourage or are they off? You know, you know, distant. Great conversation, super nice. Excited to. So we have a new show, um, yet to be named, but let's for for argument's sake call it the Nick Cannon Show. It's going to be a daytime talk slash entertainment show. Okay, that's going to air on the Fox stations and other. Fox and maybe non-Fox stations around the country. Um, so we're real excited about it. Wow. So, okay, so he's working on that. I saw your picture on Instagram. I mean, he's working on everything. I mean, the, the guy just yeah. doesn't stop working. Masked singer. And who, everything else. Parent, yeah. yeah. Ex-husband of Mariah Carey. A very nice guy. Oh, well, okay, so that's Yeah, great. he didn't want to talk about Mariah, though. Not Did that you I, ask him? No, I really didn't, but I thought about it. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I'm sure he's over it. But yeah, I'm sure he's over it. Um. All right. So you were away. We are back, and I want to get all your thoughts. You know, it is still the biggest story yeah. that everyone is discussing, and now, of course, the breakdown of you know what might have happened on the helicopter. But obviously, the passing at 41 years old of Kobe Bryant and his 13 year old daughter, along with seven other individuals in this private helicopter. I mean, it's hard to just comprehend. You know, I yeah. mean, he. Um, I mean, tragedy happens every day to a lot of people, you know, obviously in the in the country, families, and so forth. But uh, you know, sometimes you think, and I think you were talking about this on your YouTube uh, podcast. You, 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 Kobe was kind of the one that you thought was invincible, right? In, in a in a way, like you know, he'd live to be eighty five, and you know still be playing and oh you, you feel know. like he's michael jordan like just like this you know immortalized i mean he he transcended not only you know you think people like kobe are invincible right we were driving up from north carolina and uh i saw it come up i saw the tmz alert come across my phone and i'm like that but I know. then you know what uh, i knew right away i'm like tmz doesn't put that out unless it's accurate um and then everything just started exploding and you know emails and calls and you know from from a news perspective um i, I mean listen it's just there's no other way to describe it i mean anybody that says it's 
anything other than shocking and tragic. Oh my God. And, and you know, you know, you just feel for, you know, certainly you feel for the, the people on the helicopter, all nine of them, but like even outside of, of, of the Bryant family, you know, certainly you feel for Vanessa and the three other sisters um, and, and family, friends and so forth. But, you know, you had a mom, a dad and a daughter. Yes. All lost their life. And leave behind two siblings. Two, 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 two siblings. One of the girls looks, one of the siblings looks younger, but the boy looks maybe 20, yeah. 20, you know. And then you had a mom. Yeah. Who left a, f- a father, a husband, and, and three, three children, children. Under the age of 11. And, you know, I was reading how hard it was, obviously, uh, for him to tell the three children that mommy's not coming home. Um, yeah, just the whole thing is just utterly tragic. He transcended the world, you know, transcended basketball. He was a global figure, um, you know, certainly, you know, not only sports figures, but you know Hollywood figures and 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 politicians and others, all um, you know. It was interesting with Kobe, real quick. You know, he was the type of person that you truly thought he was going to do more off the court. As as uh. great of a player he was, I mean, one of the best five, six best players of all time was probably going to do more off. He was that type. He seemed like that type of individual. Yeah. Um, so. You know, extremely tragic. There's lots of, um, you know, this story continues to unfold because people are, of course, very curious about why this helicopter flew on a day where police helicopters were grounded. A lot of helicopters in that area were grounded because of fog. Um, You know, we're learning. Essentially, it sounds like they hit a mountainside and then, you know, everyone was probably killed on impact. The whole plane went up. Yeah, a lot of debris. Yeah. So um, as that continues to unfold, though, there's two big stories that people are still talking about. TMZ actually published this before the family was even notified and then was scolded by the police department in Calabasas when they gave the official press conference. What are your thoughts on TMZ publishing that story before the family was notified? Um, They are cut. They are ruthless. Ruthless. You know, I I don't know. You know, they had confirmation. They certainly weren't going out with an erroneous report. It was factual. I try to equate it to, you know, would another outlet have gone with it if, you know, if circumstance with the New York Times, Wash Post, L.A. Times, maybe. I don't like the police scolding TMZ publicly. I mean, TMZ has broken a lot of stories. Um, Why not? Why don't you like that? I mean, I, I think they were so pissed that he, so, you know, that okay, Harvey but, Levin would do that. We could debate whether TMZ should have waited uh, a little longer, but at that press conference, the the L.A. Lakers. Uh, the NBA, the commissioner of the NBA, and many, many other already had, uh, they, were, they, they already were doing, uh, and the NBA, some of the games were already doing moment of silence for, for Kobe before the game in tributes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the chief of, of police there, the county sheriff, wouldn't even confirm that it was Kobe. I mean, that's a little, like, come on. Everyone knew it was Kobe. Statements already had come out from leagues, other uh, other prominent uh, publications, and the NBA and so forth. So you know, I, I think it just seemed a little, you know, that wasn't the time to scold TMZ. I didn't think. Um, 
I don't know. That one's tough. I mean, you know, it is the tabloid business, but it's like, damn. I mean, because I think we. I don't know if the protocol is that has the family been notified, because there's a lot of times that that process takes quite a while. So in his press conference, he said the coroner is arriving. He's going to go through the investigation. So they may not have officially notified Vanessa until hours and hours later. Every media outlet was not going to sit on that for hours and hours. So whether it was TMZ or somebody else, no way they were waiting to the family had been notified. But don't you feel like, I mean, in order for TMZ, how TMZ gets this scoop before anyone else? Now, they've been very open that they pay for stories. Yeah, but in this case, I think they got a tip. You know, somebody... But isn't that bananas? I mean, you're talking somebody then, either in air traffic control, somebody at that air, that, you know, air station where they flew out of, the instant that that plane, yeah. you know, crashed, must have called into TMZ. How would they have gotten that? T- I mean, that's that's what's amazing. Uh, again, I don't know how they got it. And yeah. clearly they confirmed it, right? From multiple sources. They yeah. said they did right. before they went with it. And they were accurate. Unlike ABC News, by the way, who that was a, bad a few, an hour after the incident, I think his name is Mark Gutman or Mike Gutman, national correspondent for ABC, said all four daughters were on the plane. I know. By the way, has he been suspended or lost his job? I don't know. But it seems a little odd to me that you can go on air and say four daughters were on the flight with Kobe. And then you have to backtrack that statement. Also, I don't know. Do we know where the Rick Fox rumor, the other that I don't basketball know. player originated from? No. Uh, then you had a lot of um, reporters coming out saying, look, I've spoken or actually corresponded with Rick Fox. He's not on the plane. Uh, but that kind of leads me as far as journalism goes. You know, there was a lot of discussion with this story about holding back until mm-hmm. people had the actual facts. I don't know if people really abided by that online. Obviously, they didn't. If Rick's, Rick Fox, the four daughters. But. It leads me to the Washington Post reporter yes. who's now been suspended for essentially putting up, you know, a story that reminded everyone of, I believe it was 2003, the rape case. Yeah, his sexual assault case. Against Kobe Bryant. Yeah, so she tweeted out, in essence, as a sarcastic reminder of this is the guy we're talking about here. Um, and then the Washington Post suspended her, and I believe they suspended her under the guise of that she was tweeting about a subject outside of her coverage area, which is very lame. Uh, I don't, okay, so again, this goes back to my, 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 my life, uh, how I guide my life in that multiple things can be true. She, I think she was disgusting to put out that tweet. At that time, there's a place in time to, to, to re- if you want to relitigate or remind sure. people of that incident, it was settled. He was with his wife. That's years ago. Clearly, he was well thought of, well respected. Um, it, it was just. Felicia Sonmez is the reporter's name. It was shameful for her to put that out. Having said that, I don't think she should have been suspended. Right. She's a journalist, she was retreating a story. Unless there's a clear policy that she wasn't allowed to do that, which I doubt. Uh, you know, so I think two things could be true. I think she could be terrible for doing it, and, and should, should you know, shameful that she did it at that time. 
But again, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think she should have been suspended. And I keep reading a lot of the stories. You know, a lot of her post Washington Post colleagues are coming to her defense saying that she, um, you know, is a great journalist, was also a victim of sexual assault years yeah. ago. I'm sure um, she had her reasons. Right. Again, right. I don't agree with the timing. I don't. I think there's a place and time for that. When was the last time she wrote an article about Kobe Bryant? I've Maybe no never. Clue. Probably I don't know. never. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, so why now? Right. Right. So just because he died. Uh, well, her argument is that someone should be remembered in the, with their flaws, their totality. Then you know what? She should have been life. writing articles all along, right? Why is Kobe Bryant, you know, you know listen, two days. Well, but we no, comment on. on people no, we but, don't know. No, but my point is two days before LeBron, actually the night before, I believe, LeBron surpassed Kobe as the all-time leading scorer. Right. Right? Did she write an article that day? But why do you have to write an article about him to then have legitimacy to tweet out something? I mean, no, but we my, comment my, on my people. point is if that was like if her if her if her factor was that we need to have a voice for, for, for those who are assaulted, I agree 100 percent. But then she should have wrote an article every time or at least re, she should have retweeted that the day before when LeBron passed him, mm. like when he was, you know, uh, um, you know, or when he retired. Did she retweet it then? When the Lakers retired his number and when he scored 81 points and all these other things. No, she chose to do it when he died. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, and honestly, I didn't know who she was, you know, prior to That's this the other tweet, thing. No one knew know. who she was, yeah, and now I mean, she's trying to be relevant. Well, I don't think she thought that that was going to get her the relevancy that it... You know what, that... It, to me, I, I'm with, you know what, I agree with you on the point. I don't think that she should have been suspended because, I mean, they're journalists. It is freedom of speech. Do I think it was poor timing and taste? Like, yeah, I that's exactly agree with what you on I this. said, yeah. 100%. But at the end of the day, I mean, she is Poor a timing, poor taste, shameful. Yeah, but How many times had she right done it before? To... Now, I, I, I hope somebody, you know, maybe, she, maybe this has been her mission with Kobe for years. And then I and then I'll take back what I just said. And then, you know, but again, I don't think as a journalist, she should have. Yeah, been. I agree. Although I don't think she having said that, either. there's things that journalists tweet that are unrelated or um, cross the line that maybe you you could be suspended for. I don't think this was one of them, although I do think it hurt um, being a post reporter. It certainly didn't put The Washington Post in a positive light. Well, you know, my thing is, it's interesting. She kind of led the charge in reminding people about that story, right? Which I had, when I saw Kobe's passing, completely forgot. Now I think it's interesting in a much more delicately worded way. You're seeing a lot of articles coming out basically saying, you know, grappling with the, you know, the complex history of Kobe Bryant, which is basically to say a lot of people feel as though he did rape this, you know, 18 or 19 year old at the time. He admitted, obviously, to having sex with her. He felt it was consensual. She felt it was rape. So, you know, I don't know. It's it is interesting. I think, you know, I, I'm with you. She shouldn't have gotten suspended. And now she's opened the floodgates. You see other stories trickling in about his history. It's Hollywood, right? Right. It, it's, yeah, it is. It's, it is. It's celebrity. You know, you know it's it celebrity. Is. It's, like, it's why Mike Tyson still gets to get in, go in movies and have a reality show. Right. I it, mean, here's a guy who's not unlike Kobe, who settled claims it was consensual, whatever. Mike Tyson was convicted of rape, went to jail for it. Yeah. And yet now he's embraced. Right. So, uh, listen, I think we're getting off the subject. I, you want to debate that if Kobe had done what he did or, you know, 
allegedly did today in this environment versus when it happened? Um, would it be, would it, the outcome have been different? Maybe, but that was not the time or the place, in right. my opinion. Um, but I think you know, as a journalist, she retweeted an article. Um, I don't think she should have been suspended for it. So let's switch gears to politics because I want to get your thoughts. You know, in the midst of this for the past week, we've had a trial going on for the impeachment of President Trump. We have? <laughs> well, you wouldn't know it this You wouldn't week. know it by the people watching and paying attention. I feel like people have tuned out. Although I did send you a story. There was a new Fox poll that does say that 50% of people do want President Trump tried of course, and removed. 50% of this country wants him yeah, once dragged through the streets. I mean, like, right. th- listen, he's a po- we've discussed this. He's extremely polarizing. He'll never have higher than a 50% approval rating. In many cases, he'll probably be always in the 43 to 46, 7 range, even if he gets that high. Um, How are you feeling, though, about John Bolton? John Bolton seems very anxious to testify. He so has a let's new book let's cover out. that quickly. Yeah, so, I want your thoughts. you know. The House managers, the Democratic House managers, laid out their case last week um, at the Senate trial. Um, I believe it fell flat. I believe it, um, and I've said this, I don't think what he did, allegedly did, I certainly don't think the articles that they impeached him on, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, are impeachable. Alan Dershowitz, and listen, a lot of people make fun of Alan Dershowitz. They feel like he vacillates, goes back and forth, and just you know tries to ride the wave of you know to to make money. Sure, fine. However, he is an expert on the Constitution, right or wrong. He is, and he uh, came out last night and was very clear and said that the House managers made a mistake picking those two articles because treason, bribery, bribery, other high crimes and misdemeanors, they didn't have the evidence for those. So they went with abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. And he went through a litany of past presidents who clearly have abused power and or obstructed Congress and weren't even close to impeached. And he listed going back to, you know, George Washington and went all the way through. Having said that, I think John Bolton coming out and the timing of it, um, is interesting. So John Bolton sent a manuscript to the White House, right, where he claims that saying c- claiming that um, Trump told him that he didn't want aid released until the Ukraine provided information and documents um, on the Russia investigation and Hillary Clinton, not necessarily Biden, or I haven't read that, and help him and help you, you know. Yeah. Now. It was, it, it's a part of a manuscript, preliminary. It's not, it's not necessarily in the book yet. Um, certainly the book's not released. He's trying to sell books. Does that give certain senators like Romney, Collins, uh, Murkowski, uh, potentially Lamar Alexander, some pause to try to call witnesses? Maybe. Problem with that is if they call Bolton, you know the Republicans are going to say, we're calling Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, we're calling the whistleblower, and it's just going to be this back and forth. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's such a. Here's what I'll say, it's real such, quick. What do you? I mean, it, I, you know, I, I, I know I'm going to get criticized for saying this. 
but I, I've said this before, and Dershowitz said it last night. I think the Democratic House impeachment, if this was to go through, would set such, I think they already have set such a bad precedent for what rises to the level of impeachment. I don't care how much you hate Donald Trump. I don't care how much the Republicans didn't like Obama. The fact that you think you can impeach somebody for this standard. So anytime somebody has a majority in the House, this is what's going to happen going forward. Very scary. I think I believe the American public is seeing through it. I think they don't care about it. They're sick of it. They know he's not going to be removed Mm -hmm. regardless of whether there's witnesses or not. They're never going to get enough Republicans to turn. And um, it's going to be a battle. I believe it's absolutely going to be a battle in the general election. Um, But clearly he did something, right? I just don't think it was impeachable. Right. They should have censured him. They should have let what he did stand. I think politically they would have been, you know, better off. Now, having said that, I also think the Dems are playing the old Kavanaugh. That's what people are writing. You know, Pelosi held it for several weeks to hope more comes out. So, you know, as Kavanaugh was ready to get confirmed, then another witness came out. Then, you know, went another week and then another one came out. And that's, I think, what you're seeing is that playbook here. Okay. Yeah, in essence, you're seeing like bowling. And then you'll see something else come out. And they're just trying to drag this along, hoping something significant comes out that would really force, you know, the majority of Republicans to switch. Um, all right, so that's going to keep unfolding over the next couple of weeks. I think you're right. I think people are having fatigue with it. I think they're burnt out. I mean, but real quick on the Dem side, you're starting to see Sanders potentially separating himself. I, he's picking up momentum. He will be the worst choice for the Dems. <laughs> no, Sarah, you know, uh, I love. Feel the burn. Why are you not? You You could love feel the burn. You'll feel the burn on <laughs> in November when Trump destroys him. I he, don't know about that, Patrick. I feel like I feel like I feel like that Sanders is going to stand up to President Trump more than doesn't Biden. matter. Doesn't matter. Joe Biden he, seems so. He he went on CBS News with Norah O'Donnell over the weekend and said he's going to spend sixty trillion dollars on free stuff. And he has no idea how he's paying for it. She literally said to him, so you're asking the American people to spend $60 trillion and you don't know how you're going to pay for it? Well, uh, okay, well, I need to watch people in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, Florida, potentially Virginia, Nevada, Arizona, not going to go for it. And where do you feel? Okay, so I know in Iowa there was a there was a big poll that has Sanders we will be way ahead. In, but we will be in a recession and potentially a depression <laughs> if if Sanders gets elected. I don't know about that, but we get we give a lot of free programs anyway already. Okay, you, we do. You just shift it around. Biden, Bloomberg, Buttigieg. Your three Bs are the only chance you have. All right, I want to kind of do rapid yes, fire yep. here of what you think. Uh, coronavirus. Yes. Now, this must be your favorite virus. I mean, you know, you love a few <laughs> Dude, drinks. I, I was nervous. I was thinking, I wasn't really paying attention. I'm in Miami, and I'm drinking, like, Corona after Corona. And I'm like, what? Did, did they, like, what is going on here? I mean, honestly, I'm like, I had the coronavirus one morning. 
no, 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 no. We, we, we can't make fun. People, can't, people are legit yes, dying. Yeah. But it, it is people very, are, very pe- serious. It's very serious. It seems to be coming to our area, though. Do you feel like this is legitimate or a little bit of media making I think it's a little hype? media hype, panic, although people are dying. It's serious. Uh, In China, it seems as though people are dying. I don't believe. Has there been a case here of anyone no. dying? I, they seem to have I one or two I think it's being cases. overblown a little bit how it's going to impact us. Yeah. But, you know, it is serious. It is serious. Um, obviously, there's debate about how this whole thing originated. Uh, Although, uh, if, you're, vi- if you're Corona right now, you're like, yeah, they're we like, not to, they brought off change our name to Ebola virus. I mean, Ebola beer. Yeah, they're, they'd be better off. Um, how do you feel? Have you seen any of these videos coming out of China? I, they seem pretty accurate because some news sources are actually circulating them where they feel as though this disease has originated from um, people there eating things like bats, uh, mice. Bats, you haven't what? seen these videos? No. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, I haven't followed it that closely. You haven't? Oh, I'll show you. No, anyway, I, you know, various regions. Uh, I just they know they snakes. say that, what, 106 as of this morning have, have died. Another 975, you know, they confirmed. Many of those are serious. So yeah. I, I don't know, you know. Everybody walking around with masks. I need to actually be walking around with a mask. I gotta get one. Should I wear a mask on Friday when I fly back to Miami for you the know Super Bowl? What? I flew back from May. I was I had to be in Maine briefly because amongst all these things, my favorite aunt passed away. So I had to go back there for a couple of days. And I actually saw a couple in the Portland Jetport, both wearing masks, and their three and a half year old daughter, who they announced was three and a half, had no mask on. So I wasn't really sure what. Do you are you guys trying to save your own lives so you can help her? Are you tired <laughs> of her? I'm not sure what was going on there, but a lot. I see a lot of masks now in the airport. You will not be alone down there when you head to the Super Bowl. Um, I do. I might wear full. I'm going to go full mask, like head, you know, everything. Get the whole suit on. Um, what was this? You you had retweeted a tweet at Quince Orchard, um, high school. It looked like they had some major. Um, when was this? It f- was from the Moco show. It was on your Twitter feed. It says, uh, "What a week for Quince oh, Orchard high Oh yeah, school. they had so so in a, in a period of like three weeks, they had Nick Saban, Joe Harbaugh. Jim, Jim, I'm sorry, Jim. Jim Harbaugh. They had um, Ed Ogeron, the head coach of LSU. Okay, why? Because they have potentially yeah, they, big I mean, players? And they went. They had great season. They always have really, really good players. I think this year, though, they're pretty loaded with some potential D1 prospects. So Okay, so that's why we're seeing these big-name yeah. coaches come to Quince Orchard. Yeah. And isn't Quince Orchard... No, Damascus is the one that, that had all the... Um, yeah, Damascus. The, the coach actually resigned okay. at the end of this season. The head coach who had been there for years... You know, I was, you know, resigned this year. So we should touch on some local stuff. Yeah, let's. So Jack Evans. Yes. Former D.C. council member who was going to be voted off the council for ethics violations, resigned, preemptively resigned, mm-hmm. begrudgingly resigned, um, filed paperwork yesterday to rerun for the seat he just resigned from. You yeah. can't make this up. This is D.C. Yeah, this to run is, again for D.C. Council. Yeah, correct. This, this, this is D.C. They want to be a state. <laughs> really? This is D.C. Come on. Like, first of all, like, what? Why, why do you think this is happening? Ten days after officially resigning amid an ongoing ethics scandal, Jack Evans is now making moves to reclaim his D.C. Council seat. Why do you think this is? Evans filed paperwork. Because uh, he'll win. You think he will win? Yeah. He'll win. Why? I mean, but... Somebody somebody actually, a couple of people tweeted this morning 
uh, because he's being bankrolled by Dan Schneider to fight because he was the one who was going to fight for a stadium. Okay, so Dan Snyder is putting now. him back up. Well, that actually, okay, now, all right, now that's beginning to make sense. Okay. Uh, Evans uh, had drawn scrutiny of a federal investigation. The FBI raided his Georgetown home back in June. What I want to know is if he wins again, why can't they then just vote him out again based on those ethics violations? Since he resigned, is there a statute of limitations on ethics violations? I, I mean, and talk about a huge waste of time and resources. You well, really think I, he'll be reelected? Well, Marion Barry was. I know, but Marion Barry was, that was different. That was different. I mean, I, there wasn't know, ethics like violations. Or, right. Yeah, right. It was right. more personal, and I feel like people, Although, you know, he yeah. did a lot for this city. People had a very, well, I think they I had mean, a much stronger Maybe connection. people love Jack Evans Ward thinks he did a lot for the city. I don't know. Oh, my God. I, I, I just, I, I can't follow the council anymore. The, the stuff they pass. So they're actually looking at a bill right now. So let me ask you about this. Looks like. Mayor Bowser, Chief Newsham, and the council are going to propose a bill where no one under the age of 12 okay. in D.C. can be handcuffed by the police. Okay. What do you think? Because um, there had been some incidents where there's been some backlash where uh, people were handcuffed at the age of 10, 11, um, you know what? I feel like things like this are so difficult because... I haven't seen the bill. Yeah. So I did ask one of the reporters from um, uh, one of the local D.C. publications, does this, does this, is this regardless of what they're being the accused of? Yeah, or, what they're being accused I mean, if they just shot somebody at 11 years old, I would hope they're going to be handcuffed. Or if they're being completely, mm. you know, violent or throwing, st- like who knows, right? right? I mean, you know, we'd like to hope that 10 and 11 year olds aren't oh, shooting no. people and committing serious crime, but they do. Not a lot, but they do. In rare cases. In right, rare cases. Right. I do remember the last time they handcuffed a 10 year old, I believe, they said it was for his own safety because he was potentially going to hurt himself. So it actually kept him safe by right. handcuffing him and putting him in the vehicle. I, I, I just think these blatant policies that they pet you know that they put out because of some viral video i think just creates more problems now i want to read it i want to okay yeah me too because i really my guess is if they have a if they had just shot somebody or committed a violent crime they'll be allowed to be handcuffed i hope i'm i I would assume right with newsham involved that there would be some uh, yeah some uh exceptions to that yeah but i haven't i haven't seen the actual language yet okay i want to read it too because i was going to say we've interviewed chief newsham on this podcast i feel like he's very um, he's due to come back we got to bring him back we have to bring him back he's i feel like he's very fair very level-headed he's obviously been in the police uh business and he's an attorney you know for many years so i'd be curious why he feels i do think a lot of police departments and other entities Companies, businesses are, are creating rules and regs and policies to avoid the social media backlash. And not necessarily because they're bad policies. Right. No, I agree with you. I mean, it has to be exceptions to the rule. My guess is they're not handcuffing in general a lot of kids under 12. Yeah, I mean, how many kids under 12 are being handcuffed in the district? I don't I know. God, maybe I hope a, not a lot, but maybe. Yeah. That's one I feel like we I definitely need to do more research on. Yeah. Um, we have time for one last quick story. Anything else you want to you want to share your opinions no, on? So back to Miami this weekend for the Super Bowl. Um, You're going to the Super Bowl. This is going to be amazing. I'm okay. privileged to go. Yes. Uh, you know, it's a, obviously it's on Fox. Head out Friday morning. Spend a few nights back at the same. Uh, 
the same hotel that we just stayed at last week. Which, by the way, was a disaster. So, real quick. You staying at a dump? Where was this? No, the hotel was gorgeous. Oh, okay. Um, It's the Fontainebleau in in Miami, famous Fontainebleau. Uh, So, you go to check in. They had been allegedly hacked. So, there are no computer systems. They're trying to check people in manually. Oh, great. I'm sure that was working. If you want a lesson on what not to do in crisis management, go look at the management at the Fontainebleau. Terrible. They, they weren't communicating. They were letting people line up. There's like 60, 70, 100 people in line. No one's getting in their rooms. People are checking into rooms and people are in the rooms like literally but, yeah. like showering. They're taking your stuff out of the room because they thought you should have checked out. No one's communicating. Uh, total chaos for days, days. That you were there. Wow. Um, and they gave each person a $200 credit on their bill. That's it. And no, so people are still fighting more, you know, like, but anyway, hopefully they have it fixed by the time we check in on Friday. Okay. Yeah, that will be, oh my God, you're going to have a blast. But excited about the game. It's going to be a fan- on Super Bowl weekend. It's be wow. a fantastic game. Uh, Who do you think, think wins? I, I'm not there yet, but um, I'm leaning right now toward Kansas City yeah. because of Mahomes. Although the San Francisco 49ers defense is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think they've played much, much better competition, not only throughout the year, but to get to the game in the playoffs. Um, uh, you know, it's going to be. I'm going to make gonna that decision on game. Friday. Uh, but. Yeah, whoever I bet, that's who I root for. Because I, I don't have any skin in this game on, on this one, except for just... Uh, oh my God, you're going to have a blast. Hopefully, yeah. All right, we'll get a full report. We yep. will see you on Tuesday. See I'll on be Tuesday. eating vegan chicken wings, uh, since my husband's a vegan, on uh, Super Bowl. The, first of all, there's no such thing. <laughs> yeah, well, um, they're cauliflower and Brussels sprout okay, wings. So they're cauliflower, but they're not chicken wings. <laughs> like, don't, let's not call it meatloaf when it's not meatloaf. I'll it's like the Impossible Burger. It's not a burger. <laughs> yes, it is. It's an impossible patty. You're in, you're insulting all of the uh, vegans out no. there. No, just don't call it what. No, you're insulting me by calling it chicken meat oh, and please. and a burger. Oh, you okay? All right. Tell all right. Dan. I will. I applaud his healthiness, which <laughs> I probably could use some after my recent Miami trips. I gotta bring you in a kale smoothie. Your liver. I mean, uh. I gotta go. Okay, bye. Bye. bye, bye. <laughs>